Welcome in episode number eight of the Money Girl Club. I'm going to start by saying that this episode is sponsored by my online course, Newbie to Investor, the online course that teaches you how to start investing as a beginner. I'm currently translating the course to Dutch. It will be available on April 2nd. So if you are a native Dutch speaker and you prefer taking the course in your own language, stay tuned and keep an eye on my Instagram page. Hi and welcome to the Money Girl Club. My name is Valerie and in this show we will talk about money and investing without the attitude. Welcome in episode number eight of the Money Girl Club. I can't believe that we're already eight weeks in. Wow, this podcast has been so much fun. Uh, you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun. I know, <laughs> I hope you are having fun. I know that I am. Um, I'm talking to you every week through this medium. It's still a bit new for me, uh, which is strange to say eight weeks in, but still it's different than talking on Instagram, for instance, or making reels, because that's what I'm used to by now. Uh, but I'm sure I will get used to this. Also, um, I'll apologize for my voice. I have this ongoing cold that I can't shake off and I'm feeling okay, but it's like this, this nasal voice is sticking with me and well, yeah, I can't keep on postponing recording the podcast because I don't want to leave you guys hanging. Um, so you'll have to do with my cold voice. <laughs> Sometimes I start coughing, um, I'll try to have sips of water while I'm talking. Uh, but yeah, this happens, you know, when COVID rules have are being lifted and, and I haven't had a cold in two years, but now all of a sudden everyone's getting out of the house again and we're not wearing masks. And uh, yeah, this is what happens. It's only normal, I guess. Uh, there are worse things. I'll survive. <laughs> so this week's episode is about... Um, a question that I get from time to time, namely why I refuse to give out financial advice. Um, from time to time, I get people in my DMs asking me, uh, hey, Valerie, I am interested in investing. I know that you um, are an expert at investing and I, wa I was wondering if you could maybe some invest some money for me. I will give you the money and you uh, put it into a portfolio that you think is best for me. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's not what I do and that's not what I plan on doing in the future. It has always been my objective to give you a financial education rather than financial advice. Why? Good question. <laughs> Because I think there are a lot of financial planners, uh, banks, brokers, they can all give you advice, which is cool because we need experts in every field, but I feel like you should, um, <clears throat> wow, this cold people, really. Um, I feel that you should have the tools to do it yourself. And why that is, that is what I'm going to explain in this episode. When I was little, I have been told, if you want something done right, do it yourself. That's what I was told as a kid. And I stand by it. Maybe you've heard it too. Um, so it shouldn't really come as a surprise when I tell you that I think that you should really learn how to invest yourself instead of letting someone else do it for you. 
I know it sounds very tempting and that you want to trust someone else with your money to do it for you because you don't have the knowledge. Totally get it. Because um, what I always say is when people start investing without the knowledge, please don't. That's really dangerous. I really want you to invest, but I really want you to do your research first. And, you know, I get it. Sometimes you just want to call in an expert and you can't be good at everything. And you're like, okay, this is not my cup of tea. I want to pay someone to do it for me, which is what you basically do at the bank. Most banks don't charge for the advice that they give you, but they do sell you products uh, that have an incorporated fee. So you pay for their advice, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. If you are fully aware of what you're paying for, if you're fully cool with paying for that advice and for delegating your money management, then that's fine. But you should be aware of it. Now, some things are absolutely better left to an expert. For example, when my... Let me think of a good example here. <laughs> Because I always try to fix things myself first. But some things you can do yourself. Like, for example, if my toilet decides to start a second career as a fountain. <laughs> Sorry for the visual. Um, I'm not going to try and fix it myself. I'm, I'm really not that handy. No, for it, when that happens, I'll happily call a plumber. I'm not going to fix that myself. I would probably make it worse. And I do get it that when it comes to finance, a lot of people are eager to let someone else do it in their place. And I get that the stock market often triggers images of like boring financial newspapers, uh, cubicle offices and, and boring people with, <laughs> with ties and who, who are staring at complicated charts and numbers. I totally understand, but I like to be, and I think you are too, I like to be in control of my own money. I don't really love the idea of handing over the management over something that I worked so, so hard for. We all know what we have to do in order to earn money. It's not easy. You have to work and You put in all those hours and then you're going to just hand over your money, your, your most valuable asset in, well, material terms, and you're just going to let someone else do that for you? I, I, I don't know. I don't love the idea, like I said. And that is why I think it's important to get that financial education. Uh, it's a tough call because they don't teach us money management in school, something that has been pissing me off for A lot of years now and it all starts with educating yourself so you're kind of left to do everything by yourself money-wise because in school they teach you how to find a job uh, but what whatever happens after that job and you're making good money you're on your own and I think that even the very basics of financial knowledge will get you further ahead um, trust me really I, I mean this um, last episode I talked about the four pillars that make up financial knowledge. If you're unsure about where to start, that's that's a really good episode to start. So go back to episode number seven, the four pillars of financial knowledge. I'll just explain them very, very shortly. So there's four pillars. First one is read because, yeah, I think that's obvious. You, you always have to read information. Um, it's how you gather a lot of knowledge. Uh, then there's listen. That could be podcasts, audiobooks, the news, other people, and so on. 
The third pillar is discuss, when you're actually uh, taking your knowledge that you found through reading and listening and you're putting it into circulation, uh, because that will give you new insights. And then the fourth pillar is do, take action on that knowledge. Knowledge is power, but action is power too. You, you, knowledge is nothing without action. So those are the four pillars. If you want the uh, detailed explanation, go back to episode number seven. Now, there are a couple of reasons uh, why I think that you should learn how to invest yourself instead of having someone else do it for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name five and I'll probably come up with more, but I'm gonna stick to these five now. Uh, and the first reason is to have control over your own money. Like I said, we all work hard for this money. We have been uh, studying in school. Uh, a lot of us have a college degree, uh, which costs you a lot of money, which costs you several years. It took a lot of time and effort to get there. So you found that job that you have now, that whether, whether or not you like it, that's something else. Um, but you are working some way for someone else, for yourself, you have your own business, you're, you're an employee, doesn't matter. You do something to bring in the cash every week, every month, because you have bills to pay. And then if you're lucky enough, and if your money, manage, your money management is good enough, then you'll be able to save. Uh, and then there's that buffer that you have. Um, and maybe you want to try investing because you want to let that money grow, which is awesome, which is what I preach. And then you're going to hand it over and that just doesn't sit well with me. Uh, I have done it in the past too, because like I said in former episodes, I don't have a financial background. It's only been a few years that I have been obsessed with the stock market and with investing. And like before that time, I, I didn't have the knowledge to do it all myself. And me too, uh, I was there at the bank letting other people control what I was going to do with my savings. Not that they did something wrong with it, but in hindsight, I would have done it, I would have liked doing it differently. Um, you know, it would have, I would have made much, much more money if I had done it myself, if I've had the knowledge, if I had had the knowledge that I have now. And I'm not feeling sorry for that or, you know, life happens and you learn as you go and I'm not going to be regretful of that the rest of my life. But I have learned my lesson and I'm doing it now. I still have plenty of time. I'm 34, so it's okay. But I'm telling you now that in case you are still delegating this money management to someone else, this is your sign. This is your wake-up call. I want to be your wake-up call, your alarm clock to say, please take matters into your own hands because it's your money. You worked hard for it and you deserve to have the control over whatever is in your bank account. Okay. Which brings me to the second reason. And that is, that is really empowering to have the control over your own money. You will feel a lot more confident. Uh, I remember years ago when I just moved out of my parents' house and I was living by myself and I was discovering so many things. Um, just to name a few, how expensive life is. 
I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> and it hasn't been uh, improving the, the past couple of weeks. Uh, but also, I realized how much of a baby I was. I didn't know anything about adulting. I was just winging it, I guess, just trying things out. And then I, I was living by myself and I was like, okay, I'm doing fine. I have my apartment and I'm paying rent and that's it. That's cool. And then I realized I had to get like insurances and stuff for, yeah, in case when my house burnt down uh, that I wouldn't be completely flat broke. So insurance. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. Then I also had a scooter like a Vespa. Yeah, I had to be short as well, because <laughs> let's all be honest here, um, those things are not the, the safest vehicles around. If you fall, you can get pretty hurt, uh, not to mention the material damage to the vehicle. So yeah, another insurance for that. Uh, yeah, there was. I realized that I, there was so much that I didn't know about, and it was overwhelming. And now, so many years later... I have taken back the power, I have taken back um, the strings, um, and it's all up to me. I decide what happens with my money, and I decide what, what to do with it, when, for how much, and so on, and so on. And it feels really empowering. I finally feel like I figured it out, although I'm still learning, and I will always keep on learning. Um, I think you're never done learning, but it feels so, so good to... Yeah, to, to, to have that confidence and to not depend on someone else. That is something quite personal, probably. Maybe it's not as important for you as it is for me, but I am very attached to my freedom. I really don't like being dependent on someone else or something else. Um, maybe this is a completely unrelated example, but I used to be a smoker. I quit smoking eight years ago. Um, so I consider myself a non-smoker, not an ex-smoker, but still, I did smoke for 10 years. I knew I had to quit. I knew it was bad for me. I could feel it in my lungs. Um, also, it cost me a lot of money in a time when I really didn't have that much money. It was crazy. I was just constantly making excuses like, oh no, I'm just, um, I'm broke because I don't earn enough and blah, blah, blah. But there I was buying cigarettes every day, which is, yeah. Plain stupid. But okay, I decided this has to be enough. I want to stop smoking. I want to quit those dirty, filthy cigarettes because it's bad for me. Um, tons of reasons. But the one that pushed me over the edge and actually made me throw those cigarettes in the bin was the fact that I was dependent on them. I remember when I was meeting up with friends. I live in Antwerp. And we would take a trip and I was in a city that I didn't know my way around. And the first thing I asked myself when I got there was, holy shit, we're going out later and I only have one pack of cigarettes. It's, it's going to run out for sure. Where do I buy new cigarettes? I need to find a night shop. I need to find a supermarket where I can buy cigarettes. And that was the moment I realized this is crazy. I am so dependent on something poisonous that is trying to kill me but it's i i am letting it controlling my life let that sink in for a little bit so i deliberately chose to be dependent on something that controlled my life in a negative way and it's only when i realized that that i 
found the, the, the power within me to quit smoking. <laughs> this You thought this was going to be about money, didn't you? <laughs> this is an episode about quitting smoking. <laughs> if there are any smokers listening, please ditch those cigarettes. I hope that I can push you over the edge <laughs> with this story. But really, all jokes aside, that is when I realized I am not giving up cigarettes. I'm not giving up nicotine. I am winning my freedom back. And that felt so empowering. And it's exactly the same. I'll take you back to the money story now. It's exactly the same with investing. I took matters back into my own hands and I feel glorious. I feel amazing. I feel like I have, yeah, I have the power. Not like I have that. I do. I have the power and it feels awesome. I can only recommend it to you. So this is why I want you to learn and this is why I need you to take back control over your own life. Trust me, you will feel so, so good. And this is why I am recording this in a podcast because I could never get this enthusiasm across in an Instagram post. This is why I love this medium. And I hope you are picking up on my enthusiasm and that you are going to slay learning how to invest. I promise you, I'm positive that you will like it. All right, the third reason why you should learn to invest yourself is um, that you have to actively follow up on your portfolio. Now, there are different strategies. Uh, You can be very actively involved. You can go for a more passive strategy. But one way or another, you are connected to your money because you you put money into those schemes, into uh, ETFs, funds, stocks, whatever. So you're automatically going to be interested in what happens with that. And something that comes along with being actively involved is that you stay in touch with what happens in the world. Um, Although that that was the case for me. Uh, And, you know, the stock market really reflects what is going on in the world. We're seeing it now with the war in in Ukraine. Um, You can also see it when, uh, when COVID hit two years ago, for example, but also when positive things happen. And what I realized when I started to invest is it's not just about money. Of course, the money is important. You're doing this because you want to grow your money. But it's not just about that. It's about taking part in the world economy. And by seeing these companies and these stocks react to what happens in the world, I have gotten a better at at understanding how everything is related and intertwined and how the economy works. I used to think of economics in school as just a boring subject that was mandatory, but now I think it's really interesting because we are all human beings who live and breathe and do their thing in, in the daily life, in the world. And I think we're obligated we, we owe it to ourselves and to the world to know what is going on and, and to try to understand how the world works. And in some way, by investing, you are doing your your part, you know, you're, you're just a piece in the chain and you're doing your bit and every, every investor is doing their part. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I hope I am getting my message across to you. If you have questions, please send me a message and... and Let's discuss. I will happily discuss this. Um, 
maybe it's a bit of a brain fog. It's Sunday evening right now and I still have this cold and oh my god, I'm so tired of it. But um, yeah, what I basically want to say is this. You want to stay in touch with what happens in the world and by taking part in the stock market, by investing, by buying stocks, by buying funds, ETFs and so on, you automatically pay attention to what is going on and you will get a better understanding. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's move on to the fourth one. The fourth reason why I think you should learn to invest yourself. It's a very important one. When you do decide to delegate investing after you have gone through the financial education, you will know when someone is trying to scam you. Because right now, if you don't have any knowledge at all about the stock market, but you are trusting your money to someone, a financial planner, advisor, a bank, whatever, you're giving them your money and you're saying like, okay, go ahead, I trust you, do it. That person could be a very good person and they can be good at their job and they can make you a lot of money. But if they're a scammer, you won't know because you don't know what to pay attention to. If they are telling you, oh, this this product is really uh, low risk and, and they know that you don't want to take a lot of risk, but they actually put it all into one stock, for example, it's really, really risky. And if you don't have the knowledge about investing, even the basic knowledge will do, then you won't know what's going on and you could end up losing a lot of money because someone is just trying something out on your expense and you don't you really don't want to see this happening it's your money again you worked hard for it you don't want to just hand it over to someone who doesn't treat it with, with respect that's what it boils down to so you will know what to watch out for and you will know uh, what to pay attention to uh, you will also better understand once they start uh, explaining to you what they are doing with your money uh, you'll be able to follow what they're saying, what they mean. And, and when you have a good financial planner, they will be delighted that you know your shit. Sorry for my language, but that's what I'm trying to say. Because they will encourage you to follow up on your portfolio if they are good at their jobs. If, if they don't, if they don't want you to know, if they hate keeping you in the loop, that's a giant red flag. Run. <laughs> take your money out and go to somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, so if you have that knowledge, you will know when someone is trying to scam you. And that is very important. I think we can all agree on that one. And then the final reason, the fifth one, why you should learn to invest yourself is that you are, by doing that, is that you are maintaining a healthy relationship with finance. So many of us have a difficult relationship with money because we're, we've been brought up, uh, a lot of us are, with limiting beliefs about money, that we have to work super hard for it, that uh, money is hard to come by, that money is scarce, that money is evil even, uh, because, you know, I, I could, I'm probably going to make a full podcast episode on that, but watch a Disney movie and look at the villain. They're almost always rich. I hate it when they do that. And it's something that I never paid attention to as a kid, obviously. We just watched it. And only now that I'm older, I'm realizing ah, the, the bad image that the world has given money. And it's such a shame because money is so important. 
And if you have the right knowledge and understanding of money management, that will giantly help your relationship with money. I don't know if it makes sense, but the better your relationship with money, the easier will it be to get money into your account and to have a good way of growing it to to manage your money. You can almost see this as a spiritual thing. Um, like if you have ever read the book, uh, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, you know what I'm talking about. She thinks of it like this. You have to be ready for money. You have to let the universe know that you are ready to receive money. And if you do that and you completely stand by it, then money will come your way. But money will only come your way if you have a healthy relationship with it. If you hate money and you think, I just need money because I have to pay my bills, but I actually hate it, money won't come to you. What are you going to do with your friends? If you say to your friend, I only need you because I need to call someone whenever I'm in a breakup and I feel bad, but I, I don't actually like you, do you expect your friend to be happy to come to you? Of course not. They will stay away. It's the same thing with money. Money can be your friend if you make it your friend. And if you invest in financial knowledge and in maintaining a healthy relationship with finance, you're going to benefit from that. And that's a nice way to close this episode, I think. Um, maintain a healthy relationship with finance and the rest will come automatically. So we've talked about financial education and you know what, a, what is a great way to start that financial education? It's by taking my course, Newbie to Investor. As I told you in the beginning, I will be translating it in Dutch. As a matter of fact, I'm currently doing that and it will be available on April the 2nd. So stay tuned. Uh, keep an eye on my Instagram page and on my webpage. I will be releasing the course soon uh, in Dutch that is because in English if you want to get it in English it is available on the website just go to thismoneygirl.com and you will find all of the information trust me I wish I had this course when I was there a couple of years ago with a bad relationship with money and I didn't know the least about investing I have made this course so easy for you to understand um You really don't need any financial background to understand what everything is about. I, I break it down into easy to understand video tutorials so that everyone can follow along. All right, that's where I'm going to end this episode on. If you liked it, please give me five stars. A review would be even nicer. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, that's fine too. If you can give me a shout out on Instagram and, sh and share the podcast, I would really love you if you do that. Thank you so much. You're also welcome to send me messages with questions or if there's any topic that you want me to talk about, let me know. And for now, I'm going to enjoy my Sunday evening and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Girl Club. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. See you next week.